0: On today's Patriot Nation podcast, we are joined by Matt Dolliff from 98.5 The Sports Hub. He's also joined with uh, two special friends. So it's a great interview. You don't want to miss that. And Spags and I do talk about the uh, historically good defense and a little bit about the Bills matchup as well. It's a heck of an episode, so buckle up and cue the
1: music. Two to the right. Russell Wilson extends the hands he has. It. Wilson,
2: quick throw, and it it's good. Interception! The buzzer.
0: We are three weeks in. The Patriots haven't allowed an offensive touchdown, and the only negative is that Gunner was the was the one that allowed the first touchdown, which is disappointing. But that's the only bad side. That's the only bad thing
1: that's happened so far. It is. It is. I mean, we talk about it with Dolph. This is the Philip Dorsett, you know, fan club podcast, kind of hosted <laughs> by me, and then we're also a Gunner Elshefsky one too. Love the guy. Sucked that had to happen to him but hey they rolled him back out there they you know i'm sure uh i'm sure that you know the, the the teammates were were patting him on the ass a little bit saying it's all right and like i said the he'll be he'll be back out there and and you know given an opportunity again especially this week in a big game it's a big opportunity for him to kind of redeem himself but back on the defense man i mean i tweeted this out monday um some of the notable defenses right you got the 85 bears the the 91 eagles the 2000 ravens the 2013 seahawks the Patriots defense stacked up against them, like blows them out of the water. The closest ones, the Eagles, they picked up two wins, allowed 29 points, 615 yards and 11 turnovers. Patriots get three wins, three points, only 597 yards allowed and only in only uh, six turnovers compared to the 11 is it's crazy that they had that many. But I mean, stacked up against those teams, the Eagles are actually the only team in that group that didn't reach or win the Super Bowl that year. Uh, so they're yeah. in some good company. Uh, We'll see if they can keep it going. Obviously, you know, the competition has been great. But like Pittsburgh week one, you know, they everyone thought as long as Ben Roethlisberger was healthy, they were a 9-10 to 10 win team, especially in the AFC.
0: Well, and that's the thing. I mean, people talk about the Patriots playing nobody, and that's true, right? The Steelers are going to have a, a horrible record at the end of the season. They're going to have a terrible record at the end of the season. So, you know, of course, you're going to say Pittsburgh's a terrible team. And they looked like a terrible team on opening night. But the fact is, is that going into the season, you looked at James Conner, who was great last year. You looked at Juju Smith-Suster, who, you know, was a legitimate number one receiver, I think, in the NFL. If he's not number one, he's a 1A for sure at the worst. Uh, you know, and, ha- and have a decent defense, I think, as well. And so, you know, you looked at that team and said, that's going to be a formidable opponent for the Patriots, and they wiped the floor with them. And they made them look embarrassing. And again, at the end of the year, they're going to be 3-13, and and they're going to look like a joke, Right. But you know Ben Roethlisberger time, started that game. Mason Rudolph didn't start the game, and so that's the thing. I mean, at the time, you looked at it and it said, "Pittsburgh's pretty good. They're gonna they're gonna be competing for the AFC AFC North." And you know the Patriots made them look made them look terrible. And so you know they're gonna get their first, I think, their first real test this week in Buffalo. I think Buffalo is a good team. I think they're a team on the rise. They have a, a, a quarterback now. Listen, the thing about Josh Allen is that. He doesn't know where the ball's going. He's no idea where the hell the ball's going, right? He's, he's erratic at, at times, but he also has, like, he just seems to have, like, that thing, like, just that thing that you need to win football games. He just the seems Jimmy to G. get them the Jimmy to that G factor,
1: The Jimmy yeah, G factor. Yeah,
0: and I, you know, right, and I don't know what it is, but he just, he doesn't put up the best stats. He's not the most on inspiring player, but... And he's got a rocket for an arm. And although it may be erratic at times, you know, he seems to have a way of rallying the troops up in Buffalo. And, um, and I think this is going to be a tough game for the Patriots, especially because the Buffalo defense is so good.
1: Yeah. I think it's going to be a low scoring game, at least for the first half. Um, Obviously the Patriots offense hasn't been, you know, clicking Uh, obviously, you know, 30 points, right, um, and then 43 in Miami and 33. Week one, they looked really good. The offense was in sync. But the past two weeks, they've had some lulls. They had some bad drives by Brady, just not not accomplishing much. A lot of people off the same page, not on the same page. So I think they'll run into that a little bit down there, especially Buffalo's defense. you know They got some good, good players over there. They got White. Uh, Ed Oliver's on the rise, very good. Yeah. Um, edge rusher there. Um, so, you know, I think they'll struggle in that aspect, but like I said, I don't think Josh Allen is good enough to beat this defense. Right. I mean, you got guys up front like Jamie Collins, like, let, let's talk about him for a minute. Absolutely. He's playing at an all pro level. Like right now, if he keeps this up and has this type of year, he is an all pro. percent. You know, like it's, it's insane what this guy's doing. He is changing this defense by, by, you know. By a ton right now. I mean, they, they miss that athletic edge rusher. He can do so much, bring so much value. He's getting great jumps off the line. He's in the backfield, Pat, every play. It reminds me of honestly, like Trey flowers when he went on that stretch for that, like one and a, like yeah. a year and a half kind of towards the, uh, that, that Atlanta season picked it up, had a monster year. They lost to Philly in 17 and then was dominant last year. Like he's just on a run right now where there's not one, you know guard or tackle that can contain him he's just too fast he's playing his best football right now
0: yeah and the defense is the defense is just completely dominant and Collins is a huge part of that but the secondary's been amazing and you know even the run game they've been they've been shutting down the run game you know Shelton's been a big force in the middle. Yeah, Hightower's and been playing really well. Backs.
1: They've played some good they backs. They've played some. I mean, they James Conner, Le'Veon yeah. Bell. I mean, how many times has he? You know, he's never really given them problems in Pittsburgh. But it's it, he's Le'Veon Bell for a reason. He's someone to worry about. And I know they had Luke Falk back there, and they weren't going to beat the football, uh, beat the Patriots running the ball with him forty times. He's just not that type of running back. That wasn't going to get it done, especially in New England. But I mean, a guy of this talent, like they shut him down, he couldn't get anything going
0: right right and I, I just think I think that what they're doing right now is you know reminiscent of what they did at the beginning of the dynasty you know defensively at least where they were just dominating teams uh you know and it's just it's it's fun to especially watch especially up it's front fun to watch.
1: especially up front yeah
0: yeah and that's and that's the big thing I mean you know you worry about the Patriots offensive line of course and we'll talk about that with Matt coming up but You know, the defensive line has just been so good. And not only that, but you look at a guy like Michael Bennett, who's played limited snaps, and he's still – he's had – he's played limited snaps, he's made an impact in those limited snaps, but he also hasn't had to play a ton of snaps because you haven't been like, oh, my God, like, when is Michael Bennett going to get on the field because they can't do anything out there? They've been making – you know, they've been pushing the edge. Winovich has been in there a lot. Adam Butler's been in there a few times. Like, They've been they've been pushing the pocket with just their down linemen. And, you know, and again, some of those guys that they bring in, like a Michael Bennett guy, hasn't been out there a ton. When he's out there, he makes plays. But he hasn't been out there a ton and they haven't really missed him when they're out there because so many guys are making plays. It's almost like the Eagles, when they beat the Patriots, they could just rotate guys in and out. And every single one of those guys were good and could make up it could make plays and were dominant at times. And it just seems like that's happening right now with the Patriots. Now, we're early into the season. They have played three bad teams. I mean, let's be honest. the You know, the Steelers have their issues already. The Jets' offensive line is terrible. Miami's team has just basically quit. Uh, and so, you know, you don't know for sure what you're going to get. But I do think that it's not, a, it's not a flash in the pan. It's not like this isn't something that isn't, you know, isn't legit. Like, they're a really good team. They were a really good team. And, the, you know, that unit, that defensive side of the ball is going to be dominant all year long, in my opinion, unless they suffer a ton of injuries. The depth alone, you know, you talk about a guy like, and we talked about this, uh, you know, on the Quick Reaction Show, but Jawan Bentley, he's, he's, Billy been on the field making plays. And here's a guy who was wearing the green dot at the beginning of the season last season. So, you know, he can clearly make some plays. They just haven't, they haven't needed him to because everyone else has been out there doing it. And same thing with Landon Roberts. He's not really on the field a ton either. Because he's just not needed out there. I mean, for God's sakes, opening night, Kyle Noy wasn't even there. And it was like, yeah, he was one of our best players last year. But, like, hey, you know, he's got a, he's his – you know, his kid was being born, so obviously that was important. But, like, they didn't miss a beat without him. And, and that's where the depth comes into play. And even – that's why they're insulated a little bit from those injuries. This defensive unit is going to be fun to watch all year long.
1: Yeah, and I mean, coming into the year, we talked about this really since the summer when they started adding these guys post draft. Collins came back and you kind of looked at them like, wow, like these you know, their defense put on a clinic towards the end of last year. Obviously, Kansas City AFC title game was, you know, the score doesn't really um show how well they played in that game. They had some big stops. I mean, and Pat Mahomes is gonna do what Pat Mahomes does. He's gonna put up points right. one way or the other. I don't care what defense you roll out there, right? Uh they kind of went on that clinic really after I think they played well in Pittsburgh last year. I know we're dating back way back, but they I mean they're yep, they're they so they're so good, man. They they got dogs up front. They're so loaded, like you said, there's so much depth. And I don't care that they played no one, man. I mean, these stats right now that they're putting up, it's it's too historic right now to not give them the credit that they deserve.
0: Yeah. The question is, is this the week the Patriots give up an offense touchdown? What do you think?
1: I think so. Yes, I do. I really do. Just because it's a tough environment, right? Buffalo's rowdy. It's three, and know, um, I think it, they'll be working the kinks out. And I mean, granted, Josh Allen's been playing some good football. He's going to make plays with his legs. He's going to be able to extend plays. Uh I I'm not saying that, you know, they're going to throw up 20 on us, but I, I think they do find a way into the end zone, but we did have Lazar on last week and he thought that was the, I mean, obviously they found the end zone, but obviously not, right. uh, offensively, but I think, uh, I think this will be the week. I think the Patriots, um, you know, kind of trending towards my prediction, I think it'll be a pretty close game, the first half, kind of feel it out, typical divisional game, battle in the trenches type, and then the Patriots will do best, make adjustments, and, and kind of pull away second half and just wear them down up front.
0: Yeah. No, it's a good point. It's a it's a good point. So, I think you're probably right. I think it, I mean, look at a certain point, you're gonna have to give up a touchdown. I mean, you just can't go the whole season without giving up a touchdown. So, I think uh, I think it makes sense that it would be this week. Um, you know, they haven't kept up the touchdown streak. Obviously, you know, they got broken by Gunner as we mentioned, and then Stenham throws the pick six. And so, uh, you know, I th- I think Buffalo ends up in the end zone. I think the question really for me is, is it early in the game, or is it or is it garbage time? Right. Is it, you know, and when I say early in the game, it doesn't have to be the first drive, but, you know, either, either, you know, in the first quarter or early in the second quarter, when, you know, they're still trying to build on what, on what's going on, or is it like, you know, start of the fourth quarter, Patriots are up 21 and, you know, they start to, 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 you know, to, uh, to loosen up the defense a little bit. And, you know, the bills get down the field and end up scoring a touchdown. That doesn't really matter in the grand scheme of things, but end up scoring a touchdown, you know, I guess if I'd have to pick one, I probably would pick the uh, you know the first half one. In my opinion, I just think that I think the offense is good enough that they can at least score one touchdown. But I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't see. Look at it this way, I think Buffalo is going to score one offensive touchdown. That, that's my that's my opinion. Uh, I mean, I have to go Pat, regardless, in the game and, and they'll go from there
1: but regardless it's insane that we're even having this talk three weeks into the season. Like it's just, like I said, it's, it's just too historic not to be throwing this, yeah. this type of stuff out there. Like they need, they deserve the credit they have
0: a hundred percent. Absolutely. So anyways, we, we both think it's going to be, uh, you know, a close game, but, but a, uh, the Patriots defense is still going to be uh, pretty dominant and, um, you know, and and we'll kind of see where it goes from there. And two straightaway games here. We got uh, Buffalo, and then next week's obviously in Washington. Um, you know, and then the big Thursday night tilt, which they just they just announced actually that they'll be wearing their um, their uh, color rush uniforms uh, on that Thursday night. So, which hey, makes I'll sense be there Thursday night. Thank so, you very much. Yes, you will be. Yes, you will be. So uh, <laughs> it's exciting, exciting night. So we'll talk about that as as it gets a little bit closer. So. Anyways, I think that's all we got for you right now. We're going to get you into the interview with uh, with Matt, but before we do that, just a quick word uh, from our sponsors. All right, so we're going to get you into that interview with Matt's bags. It's been a pleasure always, as always, uh, and we will see. We'll talk to you guys next week. And so Matt Dol- uh, Dolves coming up, and again, might have a few special guests with him, So you we so want to stick around for this one. We'll talk to you. Take care, guys. All right, so we have two. Very special guests here with us today. Uh it's it they're people honestly that need no introduction, but they are uh the stars of the two to six show on ninety-eight five the sports hub, simulcast across America on NBC Sports Boston. And uh really we're just so happy for them to be on the show. It is Felger and Maz. Felger Maz, thank you so much for for, for coming on. Can you just tell us what do you think about the first three weeks of the Patriots?
2: What's up, nerds? Hey Mads, these guys think the Pacers deserve credit for their three and zero star. What do you think? Oh my God, please, Mike. PatHawks dot com. That's what they are. Absolute Bobos,
0: Mads. What? Well, are you well, there, that's, nerds? That's that's nice of you to say. I pre- appreciate that. That's uh, that's that's great. Yeah, thanks. Uh, so oh, you know, terrific. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, you know, you're here with us at least, right? So you must think at least a little highly of us. I talk, you
2: talk, okay? This is my talk show. We're going to talk Patriots, and I'm going to tell you how much they suck, okay? Tell, okay. Me, tell me if they played a quarterback. Have they played a quarterback? Mess? Oh, my God, please, Mike. Suck, suck, suck. That's what they played.
1: Uh, oh, can I, mean, you I... cut your
2: tongue there, nerd?
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs>
0: yeah, <laughs> go back to your fan board, you bobo. I... I I certainly see your point there, Felger. But, you know, I mean, if you – listen, let's get off the Patriots for a second, okay? Can you just, you know, maybe give, uh, you know, our show a little shout-out? Obviously, you know, Patriot Nation podcast, and we're from patspulpit.com. And, you know, what do you think about what we're doing over here?
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, Patriot Nation. I bet you're doing the show in your forty pajamas right now. Is that that right?
0: <laughs> maybe.
2: Yeah. Yeah, go back to your fan board.
0: <laughs> oh goodness. Well, that was a that was a hell of an intro to the show. Uh obviously, uh, for those of you that don't know, we are here uh with Matt Doloff, and uh he is he is just he's the best. And if you don't if you don't follow him on Twitter, you're an absolute moron because he does this every week with Felgren Maz, and uh he obviously works for 985 the Sports Hub, and he was our first guest ever on the Patriot Nation podcast, and he's back again to talk more Patriots, and I started off with just, just an amazing, uh, an amazing fellow, Matt's impression. We really appreciate it. Matt, how you doing, buddy?
1: Doing good. Good to be back on. <laughs> the first ever guest, right, Pat? That was it. Number one. Yeah, number one. That's what I thought. Yes, that's and right. You didn't we were go talking under. That. That's good.
0: I mean, hey, we're still here, right? So, you know.
1: Yeah, that's good. You didn't
2: immediately go out of business. That's that's a good thing.
0: <laughs> this is a good point. <laughs> So yeah, and you we, we were just saying actually before we started recording, Matt, that you know he had started doing the and Matt stuff like almost right before he came on, and he kind of uh, you know took off toward towards the end of uh, the Patriots season, and we you know have still been going strong too. So it's been uh, it's been funny to to see those hits, man, and those videos. I mean, every week I look forward to those videos on Monday morning because they're just so it's just so goddamn funny, <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah. And I mean, so we, I'm, I'm uh, trying
2: to do them every week, no matter what. So I'm going to do it, even if they lose, if that ever happens. So yeah, I'm trying to come up with a new way to do that, and hopefully, right. they don't lose too much this year. But you know, we'll see what
0: happens. Yeah, you never know. Yeah, but I mean, the, so, the Falgar impression is just it's, foolish. It's, I mean,
1: it's, it's insane. It blew up like it's like, and it's—I was actually showing my parents before because my father watches. He he, luckily works from home, so. He uh he watches the show every day and I showed him the last one you did with the Jets. He was in tears, man. Like he's like please show me those every week that those come out cuz he doesn't use Twitter but uh you are getting some love on them, man. I they're they're awesome.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, I like to keep doing them. I love to do impressions and you know, it's a talent of mine that I haven't
1: really put to use until now, so happy to do them. All right, well, now that we're being positive now, uh, we're, off the, uh, we're off the Felger mask because I know you're a little more positive. Than out on time. Uh, <laughs> um, you know, th- this is the Philip Dorsett Fan Club Podcast. That's probably our second name. I think it, probably 6% of it comes from me, Pat, but let's yeah. start with him because he is unreal. Number one waiver claim for me this week. I'm waiting on him to get <laughs> tomorrow morning. I think he's fantasy worthy now. Uh, but I don't want to play fantasy football talk here. Uh, he he's been incredible. I mean, uh, obviously that touchdown he scored Sunday, wide open, right? I mean, anybody I could have caught that ball and ran yep. it in, but um, you know, and obviously that streak should have happened. He thought he caught it. Everybody else did Get at screwed. least two. Screwed. Um, yeah. He got screwed. He really did. But um, you know, I, I guess we could just start with this. I don't know necessarily where I'm going with it, but his role in this offense <laughs> is just so so important to this team, uh, especially now with Antonio Brown out. I think you know he's getting more and more targets i think his off season work really kicked in
0: you know it's you know it's yeah, a great question I mean? when I, i'm sorry to cut you oh, off sorry, Matt, but you know it's a great question when when in the middle of it the, you know the the questionnaire says uh, i'm not sure where i'm going but you know we'll get somewhere <laughs>
1: but <laughs> i just <laughs> want to talk about that that's 100%. all i want to do i want to talk that's about that's what Borset. it is
2: I mean, yeah, he's as, he's as comfortable as he's ever been. So you can tell just by the way he's uh, moving out there and the way Tom Brady knows where he's going to be. So, I mean, that's I think the most important thing is that Brady trusts the, his receivers and knows where they're going to be on each and every play. And, you know, they, they look at the defense and see the same thing. So, yeah, I think it was hard for him the first year he came here because cause he came here uh, like right before the start of the season. And then last year was really his first full season of getting the work in and now he's, now he's had that full season and now he's just, he looks, he looks locked in. And I mean, I think, I still think like he, he's going to work best as like a, you know, a complementary third or fourth type of option. I don't know if, if, if like, it turns out that Julian Edelman has to miss time or, or if Josh Gordon, uh, you know, can't make it through the full season. We'll, we'll see how he looks when he's going up against, you know, like a number two corner, but, Right now, he's getting open against the guys that are being tasked to cover him. And, I mean, they're they're scheming him open like we saw in that touchdown. And he has unbelievable hands. I, I think in the Dolphins game, he made the best catch of the day. I mean, the, say all you want about what Antonio Brown did in that game. But he he made the best play of the day with, with uh, this crazy catch when he caught the ball away from his body. So, yeah, he's, yeah. he's definitely got that kind of talent. I just wonder, like, how – if he's going to be able to, you know, get separation on his own if he has to go up against – better competition but i mean that's just that's just the only question but but what i love about him is how reliable he is and that tom brady obviously trusts him and glad you know they kept him around and all that and that, he's going to be a valuable piece as long as uh as long as the offense is structured the way it is right now
1: yeah and and i sticking on receivers here I, and i know you guys probably saw brady's comments with westwood one on monday night and obviously, you know, mm-hmm. we live in a world now where a like on Instagram thinks, you know, oh, I agree with him. It, I want him back type of thing, right, that the, the media is sure. blowing up. But I kind of want to stick to that because, A, I don't think they have as much depth as we think. It, personally, just because, like you said, Edelman's, you know, injury history isn't great. And the style of play he plays is, you know, he, he's likely to get an injury more than anybody else. Josh Gordon, like you said, can we trust him to play the full 16? I think you can. From a mental aspect, but he's taken some big hits early on early. And then, like you said, Philip sets a great complimentary third or fourth. And Brady's comments Monday night didn't seem too promising regarding the wide receiver. He mentioned depth multiple times and kind of like, oh, you know, we'll work. I'll work with what, what, what I got, basically. I didn't know, Pat, mm-hmm. I'll let you go first, what you kind of thought of those comments.
0: Well, I mean, it is an interesting, you know, look at it. And I think that that's – and we're going to get into the IR discussion about Nikhil Harry and everything else. But, you know, you have Jacoby Myers and and you have, you know, Dorsett and Edelman. And I thought for, for Brady, you know, when they brought A.B. in, right, I think Brady loved the idea of it. Now, obviously, does he love what A.B. stands for? Clearly not, obviously. I mean, let's not be stupid here. But But I think, you know, when you look at a guy like that, that has the ability that he has – The Patriots haven't had a receiver like that in a long time. And Edelman's a great receiver. And Josh Gordon, you know, physically, you know, as a physical specimen, going to do a lot of things. But, you know, you look at a guy like Antonio Brown, who can run every route, can make every catch, can do everything that you're asked of. You know, Mm -hmm. Brady hasn't had a guy like that since Randy Moss. And so, you know, it's really this situation where he feels like he wants these guys that can be dominant. And I know that Gordon can be dominant. But how dominant can he be? And, you know, can he do it over the course of the sixteen game season? And so yeah, so I'm sure there are some some questions about depth. Now you got Cameron Meredith who is eligible to come back after week six. Uh all the way, I believe it's up to week eleven or twelve, somewhere around there, um, where he, you know, they have to make a decision about whether to put him back on IR or take him off. But um, you know, there are some depth concerns for sure, I think. Um Unfortunately, it's just going to be something you have to, you're going to have to live with, and just pray that none of these receivers get hurt, you know, long term. Edelman's already looking at Bruce ribs, and and who the heck knows what happens from there. So, it's uh, you know, I, I'm not surprised by the comments because I think he's right. Like they they added some depth during during the offseason, but if Nikhil Harry doesn't come back, you're looking at Jacoby Myers, who really I love Jacoby Myers, but how much of, an, of a difference is he going to make? On an NFL roster this season. I just, I don't know how much of it's, mm. how much he's going to be on to- it.
2: Yeah, I mean, yeah, Jacoby Myers hopefully is, is stays like, you know, the fourth receiver, which is what he is right now. And yeah, hopefully he doesn't have to step in and be like the number two guy like he was for a few snaps during that game against the Jets where Josh yeah. Gordon had to come off and And Edelman was out. I mean, like, yeah. It's, it's, you're going to be concerned if you lose Edelman and Gordon. So I mean, like, if you want to say, like, you know, they're injury prone, or you know, you can't really trust Josh Gordon to make it through a full season because he hasn't done it in several years. Then, then sure. But I mean, you, you could say said, said the same thing about Rob Gronkowski. Rob Gronkowski made it through the full season, basically, I know, like half the time, basically. So I mean, right. I don't know. Like, you're not going to have you're not going to have an Edelman or a Josh Gordon in your fourth option. Like, no team has that. And, I mean, as far as Antonio Brown, he, he wanted the all-pro receiver. I mean, I don't think that's – there's no mystery there. And, like, you can't blame him. Like, what quarterback wouldn't want to have the best receiver in football? And, I mean, my take on Antonio Brown, was that when they signed him, I said, well, this is, this is a big gamble because we've seen all this behavior. And we basically have to hope that everything he did in Oakland was all just a ploy to, to get himself kicked out. And it really wasn't that. The guy has issues. He has all all kinds of stuff going on off the field. And, you know, once those once the more serious allegations came out, I said that this guy's really not worth the trouble. I mean, if you want to compare to last year, last year was where you really had the concerns and that, that lasted all season. Chris Hogan was, was basically cooked, at least in, in this offense. Right. And Cordero Patterson's not a true like wide receiver, at least not in uh mm-hmm. in a sense that the Patriots would use him. And I thought this year they had, they had way better depth. I like Jacoby Myers. I think, like, when people, you know, guys like Salvador Maswell, we'll talk about how Brady wasn't at OTAs and that hurt his development with the young receivers. He was throwing to Jacoby Myers a lot in training camp because they didn't have Edelman for a lot of training camp. They didn't have Josh Gordon the entire preseason. DeBerry Thomas is out, and Jacoby Myers rose above Nikhil Harry because. I think in part because he knew he had to learn the offense. He had to get in sync with Brady to keep his spot. Nikhil Harry wasn't going anywhere. In the first round pick. So I mean, right. like he he put the work in and he ascended to that top role. And I like him. I he th- he made a really they made a really good play in in the Jets game where it's 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 hard to really see like how good of a throw it was without looking at like the all twenty two because you get the view from behind Brady. There's a play where uh, I forget what, exactly what kind of route it is that. Myers is running, but Brady stands in the pocket, waits, waits for him to get through the seam in the defense, and he releases the ball before Myers gets into that opening. and And Myers got open and caught the ball. I mean, that just showed me that Brady trusted Myers that he was going to be in the right spot to catch the ball. Right. now, is Jacoby Myers going to be like a this major difference maker? You know, like catching seven or eight balls a game for like a hundred yards and a touchdown? I mean, probably not, but, I mean, he's really more like a big slot than anything. So, like, at, at like if Edelman's out, he's probably going to be your slot receiver. I mean, we, we don't know if Edelman's going to play in, in, in Buffalo this weekend. I mean, he he's, I think he's dealing with, like, a bruised rib, I think they said it was, something like that, or a bruised chest. Yeah, I'm almost but, I mean,
0: hoping he doesn't he could play.
2: Probably, he could probably play through it, but, I mean, it, he could be diminished at least this week, and he might not play every down, so you're going to have to lean on Myers. I mean, I don't yeah. know. I think they're they're in much better shape than last year. That's what I know. I don't think if they get all the way to the Super Bowl and they have even even if you take like one guy off the roster right now, like say say Josh Gordon doesn't make it through the full season, I think they're still not in terrible shape. But I mean, is Dorsett is Dorsett going to be like a viable number two receiver long term? I don't know. But I mean, I don't know. I like I like the spot they're in way better than a year ago, and. I don't know, I think Brady just, he just wanted to have, he wanted to have that top, like top end weapon. I mean, because Antonio Brown, if he has his head on straight, is still one of the most talented receivers in the league, arguably the best. I mean, I don't blame him for looking past all the stuff that's going on off the field and looking at this guy and just saying like, you know, he probably just needs help. And I mean, we could probably help him in the form of keeping his focus on football and, and all that, which I thought was, possible when he was here but I mean then he sent out those texts while he was a member of the Patriots I mean they're not they're not going to stand for that so right. I, I don't know it was Super. a tough situation with Antonio Brown and they just they had to move on and he really wasn't worth the headaches and probably more headaches were going to come up so I don't know they got to stick with what they got now and I guess keep your fingers crossed that uh that they don't have any like serious injuries
1: yeah I yeah. mean in in a, in a perfect world right I mean Nikhil Harry comes off IR and he plays like half these rookie receivers are right now, lighting it up. And Cameron Meredith comes off pop and everyone's like, oh my God, Bill's a genius. Who is this guy? I can't believe he went under the radar, right? But I guess kind of transitioning mm-hmm. to that IR spot, the Pats are, I mean, Pat, we talked about it yesterday off the air. Yep. Uh, the Patriots are in kind of a tough spot here. I mean, uh, arguably, you don't know who's going to be ready at the right time, right? Uh, are they all going to be ready right when they come off? Who knows? But they're kind of in a hand, you know, kind of, uh, handcuffed here with Wynn Harry and Devlin, all pretty reliable pieces, right? I mean, Harry helps you as a first round pick receiver where you, you arguably are pretty thin. Like we just talked about, you don't know what's going to happen. Uh, Isaiah too. wins your left tackle of, 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 the future. At least they hoped coming into the league, coming into the year this year and looks pretty good that, you know, the, the times we saw him in the preseason and throughout the first two games. And then James Devlin, who's, you know, I think, I know Greg Bedard doesn't think so, is a huge piece to your running game. So I guess we can kind of debate that. And and I, I guess I'm, my take on it is whatever they need at the time, right? But that kind of comes into who's going to be ready at the right times. Are they all going to be ready at the right times?
2: Yeah, I mean, we'll see. I don't think any of the injuries... My sense, are, my sense is none of the injuries are, are serious. I mean, I, but just like turf toe is something that can linger if you don't treat it right away, and they, so they probably want to, you know, give Isaiah win as much time as he can to heal that. And Nikhil Harris is dealing with a hamstring, so I mean, those can also linger. So I mean, I but I think I think he could come back and and be at 100. That, that Devlin is. is is concerning because it's, you know, it's like a, it's a disc in his, his neck or something like that. So, I mean, that's, that's tough. I mean, it, I, I, I think the fullback is a big part of that run game. I mean, I get, I get what Greg Badar was trying to say. Like, you don't need, it's not like James Devlin is the only guy on planet earth that can, that can do what he does, but he was, he was as reliable as they come. I mean, he was, he was, he was great last year. He was a, he was a big part of why their running game was so dominant last year. It was, the offensive line and James Devlin. and and so I mean they they have to dramatically reinvent their running game if, if they're not going to rely on Jakob Johnson, who's now on the main roster. He's he's like you know obviously the the backup fullback and he doesn't really do anything else. I mean he he I think he split out wide a couple times in the preseason, but I mean I don't know how ready he is to to do anything beyond like a, a, a like a regular like blocking fullback right. role, but I mean. Maybe he can step in and do something similar. And then, I mean, I think he deserves a chance at that because I think that, that if anyone can coach him up to figure that out, it's Bill Belichick and a guy like Dante Scarnecchia and Ivan Beers is a really good running back coach. So, I mean, I think as far as like reserves guys that you could rely on to be the next man up, I think I, I think Jacob Johnson is a guy that you need to at least give a chance to see if he can at least come close to replicating what Devlin can do. Uh, as far as left tackle, Marshall Newhouse looks—he looks good against the Jets, but I mean, we'll the see Jets. how long he holds up as the season yeah. goes along. I mean, they're—they're they're, going to keep playing uh, good defenses. I mean, we'll see what happens when they have to play like the Cleveland Browns' defensive front.
1: Yeah. Uh, the Ravens
2: have a tough defensive front. Houston. So I mean, I don't know if he could hold up over the whole season. I'd be concerned getting into like a big playoff game with him as a left tackle. So. If you were to ask me who I'd bring off IR, because I know that's a big choice, because one of the three guys has to miss the rest of the season now, I would go with with Wynn and Harry, and then just and just go go with Jakob Johnson at fullback, and if you have to, just try to run the ball other ways. They run, they've tried to run the ball out of their three receiver sets a lot. So I mean, we'll probably see them try to do more of that. And uh, yeah. and this just goes back to what we were saying about the receivers. I still would like to see Nikhil Harry on this roster with Tom Brady. Cause I mean, you don't know, there's obviously why, all kinds of speculation why, about
1: where, sorry, go ahead. No, I was just gonna say, why would they, I understand it, but like sending a, if the injury doesn't seem serious and you're going to sit your first round, you know, wide receiver for the whole year. But like, obviously we don't, yeah. I'm basing off the ankle, not being too serious, but like, it just wouldn't make much sense. And I think that kind of messes with the kid's confidence. Cause at the end of the day, he's only a 21 year old kid. Like, come on.
2: Yeah, I mean they they've made a habit of redshirting a lot of guys in their rookie year. They did it with the uh, the other offensive lineman that they drafted this year, Froholtz. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's tough to do it with a first round pick and a first round pick at a position where you might you might need you might need a weapon, you might need a playmaker. And we saw just on the two catches he made in the game where he got hurt in the preseason that he he is one of these guys where Brady could just throw the ball up to him and he'll he'll win the he'll win a contested catch. I mean, I want to see, I want to see Nikhil Harry work with Tom Brady. I mean, you don't know what Brady's going to do after this season. So, I mean, if this is if this is it for Brady, then I want to see him work with with the first round pick. I want to see him work with the big the big receiver who could win a one on one matchup. I think he was, I think Nikhil Harry was was part of their idea of replacing Rob Gronkowski because Rob Gronkowski last year he he was a severely diminished form of himself and he was he was no longer the red zone weapon that he used to be because he couldn't he couldn't really get open in those short areas anymore so I right. think the Harry was part of the plan to to get mm. better in the red zone because the red zone offense dropped off with, without Gronk being as dominant as he usually was and I think I think the keil Harry was key to that transition so I want to see him come back and at least at least get some red zone you know at least get him some red zone looks and get him get him up to speed on the playbook in that department so you know when right. they get down to the red zone, and you know Josh Gordon makes a big catch, and they're you know all of a sudden they're at the fifteen. Now you can put Nikhil Harry, Josh Gordon, and say Jacoby Myers, and even even Edelman if you want to go four wide. You have three receivers that are six two or bigger, big targets in the red zone. It's going to be hard to cover all of them. So I mean, yeah, if you ask me, I, I definitely want to bring Nikhil Harry back when he's ready. But I mean, obviously, it, just assuming they're all healthy. So are all yeah. healthy, I want to bring Wim back cuz I thought he looked good and I I think he still is going to be good. I I trust any any offensive lineman that the Patriots take high in the draft. I trust the pick. I think he's going to be a good player. So I, right. I I want I want to have him. I want to have as much depth as possible at left tackle and and I want to have as much depth as possible at at receiver and as far as fullback in the running game, they can try to figure it out another way.
0: Yeah, no, I agree. And I, I actually wrote an article about this on Tuesday uh, for Pat's Pulpit. And I, you know, the thing for me is that it, I, I just think, first of all, I think Devlin's injury is a lot worse than what they're saying now. You know, uh, I'm not sure who it was, came out right, a bit, pretty much right away and said, you know, that people were reporting that it, it wasn't a season-ending inri- injury, that it wasn't as bad as, as people thought. But, you know, they're not, they're not putting James Devlin on IR so they can pick up Cody Kessler. Like, you know, they didn't need to make a roster spot no. for Cody Kessler. So, like – So, you know, he's going on IR because he needs to be on IR. And so that was always kind of my thing was that if you wanted to keep all three of those guys around and their injuries weren't as serious as it seemed, whereas like, you know, Nikhil Harry doesn't have to miss the season because he sprained his ankle or, you know, he's got a hamstring issue, too. So fine. He's got two lower leg things. He should be fine. Like, you know, uh, uh, you know what's his fate? Wynn doesn't have to miss the miss the season because of a broken toe. That's just that's foolish, right? So it's one of those things right. where you look at it and say, okay, you know, unless those injuries are worse than what they're leading on, why would you put a guy like Devlin on IR if you know that you're not going to get him back? Because the thing is, is that what happens if you take Devlin off IR, you take Win off IR, you sit Nikhil Harry for the rest of the year, and then Josh Gordon and will get hurt? Well, now Nikhil Harry, who probably theoretically could have come back and played. Now isn't playing because you took James Devlin off the IR when you had a guy like Jakob Johnson. So it just seems kind of silly. I think, I think for me the best bet is to leave Devlin on IR. Unfortunately, Jakob Johnson's a guy, and Belichick, you know, went into great detail and really more detail than I've ever heard him talk about a player before uh, when he was, <laughs> it was talking about Jacob He's ever been on a, on a,
2: on a it was it was board.
0: crazy it was it was unbelievable and yeah. and so funny it happened like the day after everyone was talking about why he wasn't talking about Antonio Brown but. You know, he went into detail about how he wasn't even on their radar. They didn't even know his name. They didn't know who he was. Then, you know, the pathway program comes along, so he comes in, and they, he basically said he flat out said he was number ninety-one. There was no chance the guy was going to make the roster. Like he had no chance to make the roster. And you know, he fought his way into into a role, and he now he's on the starting some roster.
1: Pops he did, some guys. He did, back. and, and I, I
0: appreciate you that. know he 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 played yeah. zero offensive snaps on Sunday, zero. And so it's like. We're, we're, doing and I know they were trying to run out of, you know out of, out of a three wide receiver set now it just it didn't work obviously and so I think that yeah. at, at this point you're going to have to try to put Jakob Johnson back there and see if you can run and if you can recreate what you had with Devlin great and if not you're going to have to figure something out because the problem is is that if you don't figure something out now what like now what are you going to do right that's the real issue that I have yeah. if you don't figure something out how are you going to be able to run the ball? And this team was a running team in the playoffs. Yes, they threw the ball a ton in that Kansas City game, but they had a ton of rushing touchdowns as well. So, Emmanuel they just bullied they
1: the they bullied guys up front. And I think the reason right. why they 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 went so run heavy is because the the teams they were facing were a little undersized up front. And they, I mean, that line last year, like that was so. Uh, people talk about the run they went on and how well they were on the football. It started with that old line, like they. They went off yeah. last year. They had some dogs up front. They just st- played straight bully ball on their way to a, to a Lombardi Trophy. And unfortunately, this year, they just don't have the guys to do it. They had Gronk. They had Trent Brown, David Andrews. Uh, Shaq Mason had a tremendous year. Marcus Cannon stayed healthy. Like, everything went well for that O-line last year. Um, And, and, and obviously, Devlin, too. Like, they, they're just not going to be able to do that this year, and they need to find another way to do it.
2: Yeah. yeah. It's, it's, it's a year to year thing. I mean, it, it's, every year's every year's different. And I mean, I think we might've, I think people might've been underestimating, including myself might've been underestimating the transition from David Andrews to Ted Karras at center. I was, I was saying like, Oh no, it'll be fine. Next man up, it'll look exactly the same. Well, Ted Karras isn't the same kind of player as David Andrews. He's not quite as quick and he's not as quick to, you know, snap the ball and then get, get squared up for his blocking. So, I mean, it, I think they might just maybe they just need time to develop. You know, it's still just it's still just week four. So I mean, it, it, they usually usually the Patriots as a as a team doesn't look totally crisp in September. So I mean, it's a good problem to have if the only thing that doesn't really if it's just like one aspect of the team in this case the offensive line that doesn't look crisp to to start the season. So I, mean, I don't know maybe maybe they just need more time to gel and maybe they need to figure out what Ted Karras does well as far as run blocking and, and just try to work something different and Ryan you, like you said losing Gronk I think makes a huge difference I don't think Ryan Izzo is nearly the blocker that Rob Gronkowski was Gronk even last year was still an outstanding run blocker so yeah I think that's made a big difference maybe Ben Watson can help when he comes back but yeah they, they just gotta they gotta do it differently this year they gotta they they bully teams up front because they were a well-oiled machine and everybody was on the same page and they they just they open holes as as a group and I mean that made made life easy for Sony Michelle and it's been it's been really rough going for for Sony Michelle so far this year, but a lot of it is that guys are just in the backfield and he has nowhere to go. I mean you can't really expect any running back to 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 make a, a big gain off like some of these some of these plays. I mean at the same time like Rex Burkhead has been their best running back so far. He's been making guys miss, but. Yeah, I think the run game is probably just a work in progress because of the turnover and the injuries, and they just need more time to to work together. And, and last year they they were they were last year the offensive line was sort of like the defense right now. They they were strong right out of the gate, yes. and it was it was their best their best like overall positional group. And this year's just it's just a new year. They gotta they gotta find a different way to move the ball. I mean, Bill Belichick will tell you like we don't care about doing it a certain way like we're like he doesn't look at the Patriots like we're going to be a running team like he just says we, we just want to move the ball and we want to score so, I mean that means Tom Brady's gonna to have to throw it 50 times and then they'll they'll try that like they basically like they did against the Jets if it means we're gonna line up and run the ball and we're gonna do that and I mean I think just in terms of running the ball that's just something that looks like it's going to take more time to develop because because of all the changes and I mean I'm, I'm I just I'm willing to wait and see how they look, you know, into November because that's usually when they're playing their best football. So, if if, if they're still if they still look like this, if they're still this sloppy in December, then that's going to be a big concern. But um, yeah, definitely a slow start uh, in the run game department and the offensive line.
0: Yeah, no, it's a good point, point. and I think I think you you know you bring up Sony Michelle and Sony's a guy who you know, the Patriots drafted 31 overall, and of course, you know at 32, Lamar Lamar Jackson went at 32, and a lot of people are. You know, talking about that, but, you know, also the other, you know, talent that was available at 31 that they took a running back at, and he's looked dreadful, uh, you know, at, at the beginning of this year. And I think a lot of that is because the offensive line, like you said, but, you know, are you looking at, I mean, look, Rex Rick Rickhead's running behind the same offensive line, and yet he's picking up yardage when he takes the ball, so... So you know it, it's he's been one dimensional. He hasn't been available in the passing game. I don't know if he's even caught a pass. I mean, maybe he's got one or two. No. But like he's not no, a he factor in the passing dad. game.
2: It was incomplete.
0: <laughs> and so I mean yeah, I'm talking about like his whole career. But I mean like he might have yeah, yeah. two catches in his career. Like it's you know and so like he's he's a complete non factor in the passing game. And so you know it, it's a situation where you look at him and I love Sony. I think Sony's a phenomenal you know he has an opportunity to be like a leader in the locker room even if it's just by you know leading by example and not necessarily by his words because he is kind of a soft-spoken guy but i mean i don't know how you can look at that pick right now at through three games and say you know sony michelle deserved to be that pick last year now i will say you look at last year he had a great year last year but as we've been talking about the offensive line dominated last year right so how much of that was was the offensive line dominating? How much of that was him being dominant? And so that's really kind of the question that you have. And you and you question, like, I don't know, like, how good really is Sonny Michel? And I know a lot of people are upset about it. And, I mean, your boy Felger, I know, hates running backs and would never take a first a, a running back in the first round. But um, it, it's an interesting question. I love the guy. But I I honestly don't know if, you know, if that was the right selection or not and if, you know, if they made a good pick with him or not.
2: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I try not to evaluate any draft pick or overall draft until you know a
0: few years down the
2: road. It's I, like I'm not one of these guys that you know, I'm sitting there like a, on draft night when they announce the pick. I was like, "Oh, great pick," or "No, oh, this guy sucks." Like I, I don't know. We gotta I, you gotta wait and see what happens. Because I mean, people were talking about how much of a reach like Logan Mankins was back in 2005, and he was one of the best offensive linemen of this entire dynasty. So I mean right. you know, I point. think it's I think it's 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 way too early to make any definitive judgment on Son Michelle. And I I said at the time when I drafted him that he does seem like the kind of back that's good for the Patriots because he's decisive. He 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 takes what's given to him and you know, he he if he, he finds a hole he attacks it and he just runs right through it. So I mean he's not really this like you know, like Sean McCoy shaking big type of running back. He's really not that guy. He's more of a straight ahead Kind of runner, so I mean, like people are going to look at that and maybe think like, oh, this guy's not not too spectacular. So maybe he wasn't really worth the first round pick. But I mean, yeah, I mean he looked really, really good in that preseason dress rehearsal game. And I know it was the preseason, but that's the closest to a regular season game that you're going to get. And and David Andrews played in that game. So I mean, maybe this, maybe it's just a matter that they have to adjust with Ted Karras at center instead of David Andrews. And like you know, with David Andrews in there and all the starters. And Isaiah Wynn, like they were they were just like you know chopping right along like they were last year and then maybe they just need to adjust that way and Tony Michelle looked really really good in that game he made a couple guys miss and yeah the the only the only complaint I have about him really in the running game is that he's he's sort of going down a little too easy and uh, you know it seems like he could he could break away from some of these attempts but he's uh, he's not really making guys miss like even like Rex Burkhead is so, I mean. I think for now they should probably try to roll with Rex Burkhead more, but I don't—I I definitely don't want to kill Tony Mitchell's confidence or anything like that.
1: Right. And uh, wow. yeah, the
2: passing game thing is weird to me because he was getting more looks over the summer, so I thought like, oh, they're gonna make him try to make him a dual threat because they don't, you know, maybe don't be as predictable because you know, cause basically, if he's getting the ball, it means they're they're running the ball, and guys are just attacking him. They're stacking the blocks and all that. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I actually asked him about it today. And he, he basically like took a dump down my throat because it wasn't, I didn't frame the question very well. And, uh, I asked him like, you know, he got targeted and you know, how do you feel about your progress? He's like, well, I mean, the past wasn't complete. So it is what it is. And that's like basically all he had for me. And
1: he doesn't, right. he doesn't really
2: say much. I mean, he's not, he's not going to, he's not like, you know, a quote machine, like a Devin McCourty or something like that. But, uh, not. Yeah. But I mean, but he's, he's, he's humble. He, he gives credit to the offensive line in front of him. He doesn't, you know, he, he says the right things and, he works hard. I mean, I'm not. I'm not going. I don't want to take away anything that he's trying to do. It's a, he's he's working with what's in front of him, and what's in front of him right now is not looking great. So, I mean, I right. They no, time. I mean, they still need more time to work and develop. And right. I mean, hundred percent. I mean, looks, uh, I mean he's
0: the he's the only he's the only Patriots player that's been on the show so far. So he is a, he is a friend of the program, and so obviously, so he's been you know, on. We, uh, we do well. So yeah, on? I actually. yeah so yeah Patsonk.com dude um (laughs) so you know it it was pretty cool which was cool so uh but listen before we let you go just just uh quickly what do you on sunday uh what do you think that you know are you scared of buffalo at all and uh and what do you think the outcome is going to be
2: scared is probably strong i mean i i I, i'll predict something like last year's game in buffalo which if you remember the offense kind of struggled and it took uh it took a defensive touchdown to, to really, you know, put that game out of reach for the Patriots. I think it was 25 to eight or something was, was the final score. And uh, it might be a similar result. Mm-hmm. My question, I think, uh, like and I posted an article about this earlier tonight, actually, is that one thing that this defense hasn't faced yet this year is a quarterback that can run and that they've really just faced pocket passers like Ben Roethlisberger and, I mean Luke Falk. Who knows what he, he's? If he's barely like an, even an NFL caliber quarterback, so. right? I mean you have to acknowledge the competition, but they're they're playing so well, and everybody top to bottom is is locked in. That's that's the most impressive thing about me is that you can't really exploit them anywhere, and you can't find a weakness even when they're like making substitutions and like bringing in like a uh, sub packages and things right. like that. So, but uh, but at the same time, they haven't faced a quarterback who can, you know, escape the pocket and break off a big run, which which has given them trouble. Even even last year, uh, horrible, obviously, yeah. they beat, obviously they won against the Chicago Bears last year, but if you remember, Mitch Trubisky had this Helling touchdown me. that was he, – he ran back they, – they flushed him out of the pocket and he ran backwards to the 30-yard line and then somehow ran all the way back and into the end zone. I mean, like, yeah. I don't get how they have so much trouble. Like, they – it's almost like they're too responsible at times and like they're, they're, they try to be too responsible in their zones and their gaps. And they let the quarterback just sort of tiptoe through all the seams in there. And right. like, he saw, they, like they had issues. This was two years ago. So, I mean, it's not like they I'm not saying like they're going to lose the game because of it, but if, if they were to lose the game, it might be something you're talking about coming out of it because you remember two years ago when uh, the Carolina Panthers came in and beat them in Foxborough. Cam Newton killed them on running the I mean, all over struck, the place. Yeah. I think it was eight times for forty yards, and he he ran for a touchdown. And it was yeah, it was it was a bad that was a bad day for the defense, and they they had some busted coverages, and they just they just have trouble with with guys who are dual threats. They they they're really really good at at breaking up the passing game with their man man to man coverage. But
1: right, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I want to
2: see I want to see if they solve the the whole mobile quarterback problem. And I'm not ruling out that they haven't because they they yeah. are different they are a different defense than they were last year. I think Jamie Collins is probably a big factor in that. And uh, you know, maybe he could play like a quarterback spy kind of role. And he's, he's been absolutely dominant to start the season, arguably their best defensive player on, on an absolutely dominant defense. So
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, no. I think
2: it's going to be a low scoring game. I think it'll be something like the Patriots I think the Patriots will win. Cause I think their defense will find a way to at least slow Josh Allen and that build offense down. And, Maybe they'll. They, I think there's a chance that they flush Josh Allen out of the pocket and force him into some tough decisions. Because uh, if you remember last week, he, I don't know if you saw the the Bills Bengals game on red zone or anything like that, but he, he threw like a horrendous interception when he when he got flushed out of the pocket, rolled out right, and then just sort of heaved it up there.
0: Yeah. And if he does that against right. the
2: Patriots, he's going to get killed. So I mean, yeah. Well, I think that something like that will happen, but it'll still be a low scoring game because the Bills do have a really good defense and they're at home and it's going to be it's going to be tough for the Patriots to move the ball but i say i'll say they'll win like uh 20 to 13 something like that
0: okay all right i like it i like it listen before you leave though thank you for coming on you are uh yeah. our you know our first ever guest a, a recurring guest now you're welcome back on uh anytime uh you know anytime. and uh, yeah. just say the word and i mean you're the, you're the number one you're the first, our first so you can come on anytime you want before before you leave though you just plug yourself a little bit, tell everyone where they can, you know, interact with you, see your content, everything else.
2: Sure. Yeah, you can get me, Matt Dolloff, at Twitter. That's M-A-T-T-D-O-L-L-O-F-F. Uh, you can get me at 985 com. Go to the Patriots section. And uh, just about everything you'll find in that section is written by me because we have a, a small staff. I'm basically the Patriots writer there. And uh, follow Ty Anderson and his Bruins coverage while you're at it. We we work really hard, and we we love we love covering the teams. We love what we do, and uh, we we hope that our passion shows through in the writing and all that. And uh, check back with me Sunday night for the next uh, Thugger and Maz video. How about that?
1: <laughs> thank you, Matt. We really appreciate it, man. Gotta come on again. Yes, thank you, guys. I appreciate it.